All right, let's take our Bibles out, turn to the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter number 15, and um, right before the service, Pastor was saying uh, he's going to be sitting back there with his checklist, making sure uh, that I do everything right. Uh, you may not know this, many, many of you probably remember, maybe you don't, um, my last few years of high school, Pastor was our basketball coach, and um, I know I was a big disappointment in that area. Uh, to him, but he was also um, he was also our homiletics teacher when we were in uh, in college, uh, trained to be preachers, and um, so hopefully I won't be as big of a disappointment to him uh, tonight as I was on the basketball court. And uh, I did <laughs> I did pass the water bottles pretty good though I felt, and uh, I never I never got pulled from that position, so I must have done something right. Second um, Samuel chapter number fifteen. And uh, I'm going to read a couple verses out of this chapter, then we'll skip over to um, 2 Samuel chapter 17. Um, but I'm going to read with verse number 1. I believe that what I have to preach tonight is something that I know I've been through, I'm sure you have been through, um, but the truth is we'll all uh, face uh, this situation again uh, in the future um, in some way, shape, or form, and so I think this will be a help to us here this evening. 2 Samuel chapter number 15, the Bible says in verse number 1, And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, moreover, O that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Skip down to verse number 13. We'll pick up reading there. And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said unto the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. And the king went forth and all his household after him. And the king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house. Verse number 17, And the king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was far off. Skip over for our last verse to chapter 17. And I'm going to read verse number 24. The Bible says, in verse number 24 of chapter 17, Then David came to Maenahim, and Absalom passed over Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. We know this story is a pretty familiar story to all of us here, but uh, I want to focus on, on something that's a little more obscure in this story here, and something that I, I think will be a help to us, something we maybe don't think about a lot of times. But we notice in verse number 24 that David came to Maenahim. And for a couple minutes this evening, I want to preach uh, on this topic, a place called Maenahim. A place called Maenahim. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity to come to church. And Lord, 
I pray that you just be with us here this evening. Lord, I pray that you'll speak to my heart. I pray you'll speak to each and every person's heart here today. Help us to realize, Lord, that there's a truth found in here that uh, if we're not careful, we'll overlook. And Lord, it, it's something that can help us greatly. Uh, each and every one of us are going to find ourselves in a similar situation that David finds himself in. It may be different circumstances. It may be different uh, details. But Lord, we'll all find ourselves in a situation similar to David. And I pray it help us to realize there's a way to handle it. There's a thing to realize. There's something to do when we find ourselves in this similar boat. I pray you give me your powers. I preach, Lord, help me be a help and a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. A place called Maenahem. Picture David as he flees from Jerusalem. No doubt a heartbroken king. David, the king of Israel and the rightful heir to the throne of Israel, has just experienced the coup of all coups, not just by his own servants, not just by his own subjects, but by his own son. Absalom, David's son, has stolen the hearts of many. Those who rightfully owe David their complete and full loyalty have completely and fully betrayed and forsaken David. Few still stand with David, but men such as Ittai and other faithful followers are still with him. Picture David as he flees from Jerusalem, no doubt a heartbroken father. David, the father of Absalom, has just experienced the fear of every godly parent. Absalom, his son, has turned his back on not just the godly principles that he has been trained and taught, but on the godly parents that he has been provided. Absalom has rebelled. Absalom has revolted. Absalom has robbed the hearts of the kingdom. It is in this situation, in this scenario, that David finds himself in a place called Maenahem. Maenahem was a place that was to the east of Jerusalem, just beyond the Jordan River. This little-known place of Maenahem, though a place of seemingly insignificance, was a place of surprising importance. Though not much is recorded in Scripture of this place called Maenahem, it is the same place that Jacob found himself in as he fled from his brother Esau. I want us to notice here, make no mistake about it, in the life of every born-again, Bible-believing Christian here tonight, there are situations that will take us, uh, that will take place in our lives that will not only toss our world to and fro, but it'll also turn our world completely upside down. Situations in life that are crushing and beyond your capability to endure. Situations in life that are chaotic and beyond your control. It is in these situations, uh, it is when these situations take place in your life, that you and I are forced to take a trip to this place uh, that Jacob had to travel to and that David had to travel to. It's a place called Maenahem. Maenahem is a place that we all, from time to time in life, have to take a trip to. I don't know about you, I've, I've heard very little about this place called Maenahem, but it's a very real place that Jacob found himself in. It's a very real place that David found himself in. And friend, I believe you and I will find ourselves in this similar place, maybe not physically, uh, but I think we'll find ourselves there personally, uh, spiritually sometimes, and if, if we're not careful, we'll overlook some things that took place with David's life. And so I want to preach on this title, A Place Called Maenahem. There's three things here that I find about this place called Maenahem that I want us to notice here tonight. Three things that I want to draw your attention to about this place called Maenahem. Number one, uh, we notice here Maenahem is a place of sorrow. Maenahem is a place of sorrow. 
David writes Psalm chapter 42 in verses 6 through 7 during the time period of, of what's going on in his life. While in this place called Manahem, David pens Psalm chapter 42, and in verse 6 he says, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and of the Hermonites from the hill Mazar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Oh, the sorrow that David must have had as he visited this place called Maonahim. I mean, picture this. As David arrives at this place called Maonahim, there are some things that David had lost. David had lost family. I think of Absalom, his own son. It doesn't get much more betraying than that for a son to betray his own father, the one who uh, begat him, the one who uh, provided for him, the one who took care of him, the one who fought for him the one who sacrificed for him. And David had lost family. You know, David loved Absalom. And the very fact that he not only endured the betrayal of Absalom, but would also go on to endure the bitter sting of death uh, of Absalom reveals to us that without a doubt, David had experienced and would continue to experience great sorrow. The love that David had for Absalom is revealed in 2 Samuel chapter 18, When David found out that Absalom had been killed, he wrote, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would to God I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Can you picture the sorrow that David has? Can you picture as he flees from Jerusalem and he leaves everything behind and he comes to this place called Maonahim? Oh, can you picture the sorrow that he has as he thinks about how he has lost family? his own son, the son that he loved. Oh, David found when he came to this place of Manahim, it was a place of sorrow. Not only that, David had lost friends. David lost friends. His close, beloved, lifetime friend, Ahithophel. David lost this man, his friend. David lost his trusted servant, Shimei. In fact, as he's leaving Jerusalem, it is Shimei, his trusted servant, who is kicking dirt and throwing stones and hurling accusations and remarks at David. Uh, and is, it is his trusted servant, Shimei, that David had lost. I think of another, the cripple Mephibosheth, whom David had befriended in such a beautiful and uh, pictorial way. How Mephibosheth turned on David. You see, David not just lost his family, but David had lost his friends. He alludes to it in Psalm chapter 41 and verse 9 when he says, Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which should eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Psalm 55, he writes in verse 12, For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. Oh, picture the the hurt and picture the sorrow that David has as he's leaving the palace and he's leaving that kingly city, Jerusalem. And he finds himself east of that city in a place called Maonahim and he's dealing with the sorrow of lost family. He's dealing with the sorrow of lost friends. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. David had lost a lot of familiarities. No longer is he in the king's palace where he's ruled for quite some time. 
No longer is he in the house of God where he no doubt worships the Lord uh, for quite some time. No longer is he in that beautiful city of Jerusalem that he has ruled from for some time. No longer does he have his way of life in the comforts that uh, it are, were involved in his, his life as a king. But even greater than that, no longer does he have his nation that he ruled and that he led to follow the Lord and, and to follow God. David had lost a lot of things. And as David leaves Jerusalem and as he comes to the place called Maonahim, he has a pl- it's a place of sorrow to David because he has lost some things. He's lost his family. He's lost his friends and he's lost his familiarities. And friend, I want you to think about this here today. Maybe you find yourself in a similar boat as David where there's been something that's happened in your life and you've lost some things. It could be a loss of health. Sometimes things come into our life that turn our world upside down. We weren't expecting it and we weren't anticipating it. And it turns the world upside down that we live in. And we lose sometimes our health. Sometimes you lose a job. And where you had that security to a certain extent and you had that confidence that I can pay the bills and I can meet my family's needs. Suddenly you find that you've lost that job and all of a sudden everything's turned upside down. I don't know what it is, but sometimes we find ourselves in life where we get to this place called Mayanahem, and we find that it's a place of sorrow. Things take place that are out of our control, and David found himself in this place called Mayanahem. I don't know about you, friend, here tonight, but we're all going to find ourselves in these places uh, these plays called May and Nahum. It, it could have been in the past and uh, it may be in the present, but it'll definitely be in the future for all of us at some point. We're going to find ourselves in this place called May and Nahum. And I want us to understand number one, May and Nahum is a place of sorrow. Number two, moving right along, we find here May and Nahum is a place of surrender. May and Nahum is a place of surrender. You see, David has his world shooken upside down. David has his life turned upside down. That which he once held dear is lost to him. That which he once uh, loved and, and supported is lost to him. That which he once enjoyed is lost to him. And now he has a decision to make. Picture David the king as he, had to, as he has to come to terms with the current state and situation that he finds himself in. He has lost much in his life at this point. And he has no idea when, if ever, the state and situation that he finds himself would change. I mean, think about it. We have scripture here that we can look at and say, oh, David, it's not a big deal. We, we know in a couple chapters you get it all back. We look at Job and we say, Job, it's not a big deal. Uh, you'll get it all back. And I, I think sometimes uh, we forget that these people did not know how their story was going to end up. And these people did not know what was going to take place. And so picture David as he's in this situation and he has no idea. Is this going to change? Is this going to work out better? Is this going to improve? This place called Maonahim is where David had to surrender his will for God's will. This place called Maonahim is where David had to surrender his wants for God's wants. This place called Maonahim is where David had to surrender his wishes for God's working. And friend, make no mistake about it, without a doubt, David could have stayed in Jerusalem and he could have resisted against the current state and situation that he found himself in, but he would have been resisting against God. 
David, without a doubt, could have stayed in Jerusalem and fought against the current state and situation that he found himself in, but he would have been fighting uh, against God. You see, David had to come to terms with what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? You see, David had to come to a point in a place of surrender in his life, and that place was a place called Maonahim. David sits here, and he's lost a lot. He's lost his family. He's lost his friends. He's lost his familiarities. Oh, he could have stayed and fought. Oh, he could have stayed and resisted. But we notice here that he did not, and had he, he would have been resisting uh, against what God had for his life. And so David comes to this place called Maonahim, and he finds that it is a place of surrender. Hey, friend, you find yourself in this place called Maonahim. Something comes into your life, and it completely flips your world upside down. It completely changes your circumstances. It completely uh, catches you off guard, and it sucker punches you, and it even stabs you in the back sometime, and you have a decision to, um, to make. What do I do? Uh, where do I turn? David is in a similar boat, and he finds himself in this place called Maonahim. And you know what it was? It was a place of surrender. God, I don't know what you're doing. God, I don't know what's going on. God, you anointed me king. I didn't seek this out. God, you set me on this throne, and now my own son has betrayed me. My own son is trying to kill me. My own son has taken not just my nation, uh, not, but the people that I loved and hold dear in my heart. And David had to say, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I surrender my will to your will. I surrender my wants for your wants. I surrender my wishes for whatever you're working in my life. And friend, here today, you find yourself in a boat maybe like that here today, or maybe in the future you're going to find yourself in this situation. Realize here today, May and Nahum is a place of surrender. It's not our will, it's God's will. Jesus even said it. Father, not my will be done, but thine. And God knows what he's doing, and God has a plan, and God is working something in your life and something in my life, not just in the past, but in the present and even in the future. And it's not up to us to sit there and fight what God's trying to do and resist what God's trying to do, but get to a place where we surrender and say, God, this isn't how I wanted it to happen. God, this isn't necessarily how I wish it would have happened, but God, thy will be done. I surrender. Uh, whatever you want with my life, God, I'll do. May and Nahum is a place of surrender. But number three, my last point uh, uh, on this uh, thought here is May and Nahum is a place of supply. It's a place of supply. You see, David lost it all. He lost his family. He lost his friends. He lost his familiarities. David has to come to the place in his life where he says, God, uh, I had it all. God, you gave it all to me. And God, now I have nothing. I've lost it all. I'm without my friends. I'm without my family. I've lost my familiarities. But he surrendered. And you know what he found out in Maonahim? That it's a place of supply. When David came to this place called Maonahim, he was forsaken, lonely, distraught, and discouraged. Not only had he lost family, friends, and familiarities, but he also had no food and not even a place to rest his head. I wonder if David wondered how things were going to work out. I wonder if David wondered how he and the people that were with him were going to survive. 
But turn to 2 Samuel chapter number 17. And I want us to notice in verses 27 through 29. You see, it is here in this passage that God records, and it came to pass, that when David was come to Maonahim, that Shobai, the son of Nahash of Rabbah, of the children of Ammon, and Mechur, the son of Amiel of Lodabar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite of Rajalim, brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Notice here, David coming to this place of Mahanaim. He's lost it all. He's lost his throne. He's lost his family. He's lost his friends. He's lost that which is familiar to him, that which he has grown up with, and that which he has enjoyed by the blessings of God. He suddenly finds himself without anything, much like Job. He gets to the place of surrender in his life where he says, God, I, I didn't ask for this, and this, is how, this isn't what I would prefer, but God, if this be your will, I'll do it. God, I'll surrender to you. I have nothing, God. I don't even have food, and I definitely don't have a place to rest my own head on at night. But he comes to Manahem, and you know what he finds at Manahem when he surrenders to God? Oh, I'm sure in the day there had been those that said, what are you doing, you fool? You should have stood and fought. That was your kingdom. That was your throne. What are you doing? Fight for it. Uh, but it wasn't God's will for his life. God had him to go to Manahem to learn something. And it is there in Manahem, it was when David surrendered his will for God's will, his wants for God's wants, and his wishes for God's working, that God used three unlikely people to meet his needs of supply. Shobai, the son of Nahash of Rabbah, the children of Ammon. Maker, the son of Amiel of Lodabar. And Barzillai, the Gileadite of Rajalim. Barzillai, an 80-year-old man. I wonder if that man, you know, he, he was probably... Ha- up in years and probably had a lot of uh, problems himself. But God used three unlikely people to meet David's needs of supply. And it is when David receives supply by the hand of God from these men that he closes out both chapters of Psalm chapter 41 and Psalm chapter 42 with the 11th verse in both chapters. And he said, by this I know that thou favorest me because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. Then he says in chapter 42, verse 11, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in the Lord, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. You see, David, at the beginning of chapter 41 and 42, he's saying, Lord, deep calleth unto deep. He, he said, it's not just pouring above, it's coming up beneath, it's, it's getting me from all around, and God, everything's caving in, and everything's not working out, and everything's been turned upside down. But then he goes to Manahem, and he finds that though it's a place of sorrow, he surrenders to God's will. He surrenders to what God wants. He surrenders to God's workings in his life, and he finds that, you know what? God can take care of you even in the wilderness, 
God can take care of you even when you have nothing. If you'll just submit to God and submit to his will and submit to what he wants, God will provide over and over again. And too many people, we, we find ourselves in a boat where something comes into our life. Uh, a, a situation takes place where we have loss in our life, loss of health, loss of finances, loss of a loved one. Loss of family, loss of friends, loss of a job. The, the list could go on and on. And, and we're left with a decision. What do I do? How do I pick up the pieces? Where do I turn? What do I do? We have to realize it's time to surrender. It's time to trust God. It, it may not have been what we wanted. It may not have been what we desired. But when we surrender, God says, hey, I know what you used to have. And I know where you're at now, and you don't even have a bed to sleep on. I'm going to send an 80-year-old man and a couple of his friends, and they're going to give you a, a, what the Bible says. They're going to give you a, some beds. They're going to bring some basins, some stuff to eat out of and cook out of, maybe even take a bath out of. Uh, they're going to bring the earthen vessels. And then on top of that, they're going to bring the whole pantry. And they're going to, they're, they're going to just supply all the needs. Well, that was, I mean, that was these men, but don't make a mistake about it. That was God's hand upon those men. And as he closes out the chapter, David no longer, like he approached Manahem, he no longer is the discouraged. He no longer is the disheartened. He no longer is the forsaken and the lonely man that he was as he came in. Oh, he can't change the fact that Absalom's betrayed him. He can't change the fact that his friends have betrayed him. But he realizes, hey, I, I surrender to God's will and God's still there and God still provides and God still meets my needs. And hey, I don't know the situation that you may be going through tonight, but I do know that there are situations that will take place in the life of every born again Bible believing Christian that will not only toss your world to and fro, but will also turn your world upside down. Situations in life that will be crushing and beyond your capability to endure. Situations in life that will be chaotic and beyond your control. And it is in these situations, when they take place in life, that you're forced to take a trip to this place that Jacob had to travel to, that David had to travel to. You see, it's a place called Maonahem. Maonahem is a place that we all, from time to time in life, have to take a trip to. Let me close with this poem that I came across several years ago that I think sums up perfectly what David had to realize. And uh, I love this poem. All scenes alike engaging prove to souls impressed with sacred love. Wherever they dwell, they dwell in thee, in heaven and earth or on the sea. To me remains no place nor time. My country is in every clime. I can be calm and free from care on any shore since God is there. While place we seek or place we shun, the soul finds happiness in none. But with a God to guide our stay, tis equal joy to go or stay. Could I be cast where you are not? That were indeed a dreadful lot. But regions none remote I call, secure a finding God in all. Hey friend, I don't know what you're going through. You don't know what anybody else is going through maybe. But I do know this from time to time in our life, we're going to end up in this place called Maonahem. Hey, realize these simple things. It's a place of sorrow, sure, but it's a place of surrender, and it's a place of supply. And you know what? God may not work everything out like he did for David. God may not work out everything like he did for Job. And that's what we certainly want. That's what we would love to have. But 
whatever God does, realize it's for his best. It's for your best. And God's doing something. You got to trust him. You got to surrender to him. God will meet your needs. A place called Mayanahim.